Okay, well, thank you, ladies, for being willing to have me talk. <laughs> um, I'm excited uh, about this topic. I love the topic of discipleship. I think it's really encouraging and such a gift to us um, that we get to be part of what God's doing um, in other people's lives as well as our own, that it's a blessing and it's not a burden <laughs> at all. Um, anyway, I'm going to pray for us real quick too. Jesus, thank you for this time. Um, thank you so much for what your word says about discipleship, um, how you modeled discipleship um, the whole way through, the whole way through your scriptures. And I pray that we would um, hear what you would want us to hear, Lord. I pray that you would speak to our hearts, speak to my heart too. Um, Lord Jesus, please uh, speak through me and let it be your words that come from me. Amen. All right, well, we are going to start with the granddaddy of um, discipleship passages. Kayla actually is going to read. Um, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Thanks. All right, so we've heard, probably heard that passage quite a few times. Um, and I love it, and it's encouraging, and it's also challenging. It kind of lights a fire under you. Um, so this is a time where I would love for you to speak. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask real quick, what is a disciple? What's, like, words you come, that you think of with the word disciple? What is, it? What is a disciple? A student. A student. Awesome. A follower. A follower, Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't have that. I should change my notes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> that's good. Anything else? Um, yeah, I have, when I was writing things down, I wrote a student and follower of Christ. Um, one thing I was struck with is that a disciple is, some, is striving to obey and become more like him, but it's for his glory. It's not for the disciple's glory. It's for Christ's glory. Um, a disciple is totally about Jesus. It's about what he has done. Um, it's about who he is. When You are a disciple because of what he did. Um, you are a disciple because of who he is. The fact that he is God and he offers redemption and forgiveness to us, well, I want to be a disciple of that because of what he is, not because of how well I do it. You know what I mean? Um, it's also totally about what he has made me. But it's, again, it's completely focused on Christ. Um, yeah, being a disciple. So then what is discipleship? That's another one where I want you to answer. <laughs> what is discipleship? Teaching. Teaching. Good. Process of growing in the Lord? Yeah. Great. Sharing your life. Sharing your life, totally. 
Anybody else? Investing in the maturity of one another. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so discipleship is helping others in their walk to be a disciple. Now, that may seem like super, like, duh. <laughs> I, you've just defined it with the same word. But um, I think it's really interesting. When we hear the word disciple, not scary. When we hear the word discipleship, we get a little like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, and so quickly, I know this is true of me, too. This isn't like, oh, I'm above this. Um, so quickly, we make discipleship about us and what skills we have and what we have to offer um, and our knowledge when discipleship is trying to help other people become disciples, which is totally about Jesus. Even discipleship should totally be about Jesus. That's why we should be doing that. That's where we get any kind of skill, you know. It's all about Jesus. Um, and I'm not saying that to just say, oh, it's all about Jesus. Okay, we're done. You know, like, good luck. <laughs> but just to refocus us on, I, I needed this, to, to refocus myself on, man, it's not about, oh, I've got this great thing to say to this woman, and I, I have so much knowledge that I need to impart. No, it's totally about Jesus. Um, it is completely dependent upon and, and a testimony of his character, not your own. Um, it's dependent upon his faithfulness, not on your qualification. Is he faithful enough to use even you? Absolutely. <laughs> um, when we look at the disciples of the Bible, I started thinking about this. Um, like, typically, you know, in the Bible, it was typically men that we get to see. Disciples of the Bible, did any of those men have it all together? Abraham? Mm -mm. Moses? Samuel? Elijah? Peter? Paul? Timothy? None of those men were like, they had not arrived, you know? Um, they had the Lord working in them and through them because of his covenantal love and faithfulness. It wasn't about how they earned it um, or got their stuff in order. And then, you know, he granted them this gift. Um, so just to, yeah, refocus us on, it is about his faithfulness. That's discipleship. Um, always pointing back to Jesus and not to yourself <laughs> or whoever the discipler is. So um, a great way that I like to think about this is that it's like an oak tree. So this is for ourselves, but also what we're looking, in, looking for in someone who we're discipling. An oak tree, a healthy oak tree, needs to grow out. An oak tree does not like have one branch straight up and you know, that just doesn't work. That's not how an oak tree works. Um, to, to be healthy and to have generations continue, that oak tree needs to spread out. Um, Shauna is gonna read 2 Timothy 2.2. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Okay, so this, I love this verse. This verse has four generations. I love it. This is a discipleship verse. Woo! I get excited. Um, so in this verse, we see Paul, who's writing, talking to Timothy, who's encouraging him 
to entrust this to reliable men, that's the third generation, who then will entrust it to others. Always looking for generations, always looking out. This isn't just about me, this isn't just about you. This is about his kingdom spreading to generations. And that's discipleship, that beautiful picture of generations. Um, so yeah, that's in 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Uh, and that is so that every nation, tribe, people, and language will praise him. This is not just about, I don't know, your name being passed on. No, 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 no. This is about Christ's name, that he would be glorified um, in our generation and beyond and in many nations and in every tongue. This is a beautiful picture of that. that I get really excited when I hear this. Um, but just like an oak tree, it can't just spread out. If an oak tree is only spreading out but has like these dinky little roots, that sucker's going to fall. That's going to be easy to push down. Um, so the oak tree also has to grow deeper and stronger. And not only is this for who we're discipling, but also for yourself as you're trying to reach out to others, be sure that you are growing deeper in your walk with the Lord. Um, Laura's going to read Colossians 2, 6, and 7 for us. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Thanks. I love those those words, rooted and established. That's what I, I would love that for you guys. I want that for anyone I get together with. I want that for anyone. I would love that. Um, that rooted and established, having strong roots going down deep to know who Christ is, um, who Christ is in your life, the truth of his word, I mean, that's so beautiful, and we need that. We need those deep roots. But if you're all roots, and you're not reaching out and investing in anyone, that, that tree's, that's it. That's the end of that tree. Um, we need to have both, the out and the deep. Um, yeah. Um, so how does this happen? Um, <laughs> through spirit-led, imperfect people. So it's always messy. <laughs> it's never perfect. Um, and that is said to you to be an encouragement. There is not a level you need to attain to then pass on Christ's love to someone else. Um, and that's a beautiful... I do not understand how God thought that was the best way, you know, that he would use imperfect people. But he did. Isn't that gracious of him? He lets us, all of our mess, <laughs> we still get to um, invest in and, um, and help others to grow deeper in their love of Christ. I mean, that's, that's amazing to me. I, I don't know if I'll ever get that. But I'm so thankful. What a blessing to be able to, to be part of that. Um, so with discipleship, you will present truth. Like if you're meeting with someone um, and you're wanting to encourage them in their walk with the Lord, you might present truth from the word. Like, hey, I, the Bible says this verse. I, I thought of you when I read, read this. What do you think of that? 
Um, but God will work the heart. You, you do not have the responsibility of molding or changing or, um, or growing someone's heart. Thank goodness that's not our deal, you know? Um, but he gives us the truth to present, which is awesome. Um, and another answer to that, uh, how does this happen? Um, I said through three components, the word, prayer, and life. Now those are like, I get excited talking about this part. Um, this is when I get together with a woman, I want to be sure we hit on those three things. Um, like with the oak tree, this is like your sun, your soil, and your water. <laughs> you need all three to help grow. Um, so by life, I mean like sharing what's going on in your life. That's what I meant by life. Um, and there's going to be times when it's going to be a lot of prayer. Maybe you get together with someone and you just pray basically the whole time. Maybe you pray some scriptures and you're praying something about their life too. But maybe that time is going to be a lot of life. Other times you're going to read a lot together or work on scripture memory together. It'll be a heavy word day. Um, and then other times it's going to be heavy on life. They're going through something and you need to talk about that. Um, always bringing in the word in prayer, but it's going to be those combination. Just like with an oak tree, there will be a rainy season or a very sunny day or something like that, you know? Um, so those are just as like a, a tip. Um, when I am wanting to meet with someone, those are three things I always try and keep in my head. Like, be sure to be hitting on word, prayer, life. Um, all three of those things go into a discipleship relationship. Um, okay, so we've talked a lot, we've talked about why and, um, the gift that it is. Um, and then I kind of, I wanted to talk, I'm not going to give a ton of how-tos, but I wanted to share a little bit, um, more personal stories, um, relating to kind of some basic structure ideas for when we're meeting with someone. Um, so some basic structure of discipleship. Um, number one, discipleship, getting together with someone and in the hopes of deepening and growing their relationship with the Lord and your own. Um, basic structure, it should always be relational. So life on life. Like, it's got to be personal. It, it's, you know, I don't know if you could be discipled by, like, a book you've read. Do you know what I mean? You can absolutely grow. It can definitely, God can use a book. But I don't know that I would call that discipleship. Um, there's got to be that relational aspect. Not just for, oh, I know everything about her, but maybe she knows a little bit about me, too. <laughs> you know? That's, that's a relationship. Um, so, yeah, one of the examples I have of this is I... We were at UCLA before we were here with Navigators, and there was a girl I met there, Kelsey, who I just love. Um, one of my all-time favorite people on earth. She's just great. Um, and I met her when she was a sophomore, and Kelsey walked through a lot with me. I totally loved getting together with her. 
And we would do this for the word prayer life. We would talk about what we were reading. We would talk about what we're growing in and what God is challenging us on and what we were praying for. But Kelsey walked through a lot of life with me. She got to see me dating James. She got to see me engaged. She got to see me um, get I got pregnant, and she came and visited me in the hospital when we first had Meg. Um, she walked through a lot of life with me, and I got to walk through a lot of life with her. A few de- years later, I walked through the exact same stuff with her, dating someone, getting engaged, getting married, and having kids. Now she has two kids, too. Um, and through that time, not only were we looking at Scripture and praying for each other and growing in Um, in our love of the Lord, but we were also seeing, I I was passing on some of the ways I was living life. Struggles of like, man, I don't know how to get this kid to breastfeed right, and I'm really frustrated. I don't know how to, you know, turn to the Lord in this. Like really, real life things. Um, And praying together on that, and then she ended up going through the same stuff. It was this awesome, I, I didn't realize it at the time, how cool it was um, that God was letting her see glimpses of my life and, and letting me see glimpses of her life of like, oh, I remember that. That was so sweet. Thank you, Jesus, for getting me through that. And then her experiencing stuff in my life and then being able to recall it. We've had really cool conversations about that um, past, beyond that. It's been really sweet to see that relationship Um, be more than friendship, but be something that could glorify God in that it was relational. I let her in and see like some, some of my flaws too. It wasn't just, oh, here's, here's how I'm rocking it in the Lord, you know, (laughs) but also seeing some like gunk of, man, we are struggling to figure out how to handle money in new, being newly married. And we're trying to figure out how to compromise and all, you know, relational stuff, um, that she got to see my flaws and see me go to Jesus in those, and I got to see her flaws too. It was it was a really sweet relationship. I really value that, um, and it was a blessing to me. Um, and then there's some verses listed. I'm, we're not going to read through all of them, of examples specifically, uh, mainly of Paul, but also um, Jesus too. Of him, of them living relational lives. Timothy was in on what was going on with Paul. You know, he didn't he didn't just put on this like pastory or something persona. Like Timothy was in on it. He knew the hard stuff too. Um, so down at the at the bottom of that little section, if it's only relational, if your time with a woman is only relational, it's a friendship which I got nothing against friendship, but I wouldn't call that discipleship. Um, And so we definitely want to be relational, but not only relational. I want it to be more. (laughs) Um, So then another basic structure would be that it's individualized. A discipleship relationship with someone is individualized, not an assembly line. Um, When I get together with different students or a neighbor, I do not say the exact same thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, it's our third time together. We'll be talking about this. And, you know, and I'm going to tell her this and read this scripture. And that's, 
I mean, that's not much of a relationship. You know what I mean? Um, so it's individualized. Uh, an example for, of this for me, um, I have a good friend, Kristen, who's like one step ahead of me in life. She had babies before me. She got married before me, you know. And I always look to her as my, like, oh, I don't know what to do. Call Kristen, you know. <laughs> what should I, how should I do this? Um, I just really look up to her, and she loves the Lord. Well, a couple of years ago, I was going through some pretty hard stuff in marriage and just personally, and I was in a pretty low spot. Um, and Kristen knew this and had been really encouraging to me, but she brought the heat one day. She was listening to me basically like flail. I was just flailing, you know, um, just sharing how I was doing and saying how flailing in hopelessness was a lot of what I was feeling. Um, and she <laughs> kindly, lovingly, I knew she loved me. Um, she brought up Proverbs 23, 23. Uh, buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. She said, Liz, you are, what you are doing right now seems to be, Satan is lobbing lies at you. He just keeps throwing hopelessness at you, and instead of swatting those lies away, you keep grabbing them. And not only grabbing them, you hold on to them, and you play with them, and you let them sink into you. She said, you are selling truth, and you're buying a lie, and that is not what scripture tells you to do. And it was so right on. Now, Kristen does not say that to every woman she ever meets with. But for me, I needed to hear that. That kicked my rear, and I needed it. <laughs> um, and that was totally Jesus, bringing that to her mind and giving her the courage to say that to me because I needed to hear it. I was buying into lies and just throwing away truth to, like, play with mud. It was dumb. But I was so thankful for her that she would have the guts to say that to me. Um, so it's individualized. Don't share that verse with everyone necessarily. <laughs> um, okay, so there, and I, again, listed some verses of specifically a lot in the epistles. Every epistle isn't the same letter to every church. Paul was writing to these different churches with their own individual issues and things he wanted to encourage in them and things that he was like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? Um, and good for him. We need to see that. Um, but if it's only individualized, then that's being a counselor. And again, I love, I'm all for counselors, but that's not a discipleship relationship. Um, that's totally being guided by the person that you're meeting with. Um, which, of course, there needs to be room for that. If this is going to be individualized, their life needs to be part of guiding your time together. But it can't all be guided by that person and their needs. Um, I've definitely met with... Um, I've met with girls who, every time we got together, there was some new boy that they were like, oh, my goodness. And then he said this. And then he texted that. And then blah, blah, blah. But then I heard from her and... Um, and that's lovely and everything, but if we're doing that every time, it feels like whack-a-mole. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
It's what fire are we putting out today? What boy is it today that is totally like throwing upheaval in your life? Um, there's got to be, there's got to be Christ in there. You know, it can't all be led by the whack-a-mole. Um, which brings us to uh, the third part of the basic structure of discipleship intentional it needs to be intentional um, with a purpose I um, like I love that about my friendship with Kristen it is a friendship but she has intent she wants me to grow in the word she wants me to know Jesus more um, and she will say something hard because her intent is for me to know Jesus well. Um, an example of this actually comes from my mom's life. Um, my mom passed away two and a half years ago, and she was a wonderful woman, um, loved the Lord, and she wasn't perfect in this. It wasn't like, you know, Saint Mom. Um, but one of the things that, yeah, when I thought of intentional, someone being intentional with me, that would be mom. Um, she, not in everything, not like the way she was making her peanut butter and jelly. She wasn't, oh, and look at how I'm doing this. Um, can we learn from this? Um, but she was intentional with me and my sisters in pointing us to Christ. Um, she, even in her last days, so the last few days she was alive, she was in the hospital, um, and she was quoting scripture, like, constantly. It was hilarious and awesome. The nurses were hearing scripture. Um, I think there was a, what's that called? The, um, in, the, in the hospital, they have the, not the pastor, but the chaplain. chaplain. So he would come in to try and read her scripture, and she'd, like, cut him off because she be quoting the scripture back to him like he didn't need to read it because she was talking to him and then she'd pray something over him it was so funny um she and it wasn't to be obnoxious she wasn't doing that to be obnoxious she loved the lord she loved scripture and she was so excited about scripture she was so excited to be with her jesus she had no dread of death um but one example from that time that she kept reminding me and my sisters, um, I'll just read it. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. It happens. Uh, was Lamentations 3. Um, and this was one she really was clinging on to in those last few days. Uh, because of the <clears throat> Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is, his, great is your faithfulness. I say to the Lord, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to, to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. Um, it goes on, it's beautiful. But she kept bringing that up, and I know it wasn't just, I mean, it was a huge hope for her in that time, but she kept saying it to us, as, and it was so intentional in her wanting us to look to him in hope. Um, that this could be a hopeful, blessed time. That she was very intentional in bringing this up to us and wanting to point us towards the Lord um, and that we would have hope in him even when she knew she was going to pass in the next few days. 
Um, and that was so awesome. Sorry. <laughs> um, such a great legacy <clears throat> to live with. Um, that she, even in her last days, wasn't wanting to impart her own wisdom, but always to point us to him. Um, sorry. <laughs> and again, there's more scriptures that I listed there of, oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> it's like they knew. Um, whoa, except it's a wad. What is happening? I know, it freaks me out. <laughs> Restuffed in there. Um, okay, so that was intentional. Oh, everyone! Anybody else? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was intentional and individualized and relational. Oh, thanks. Um, Thank you. And I don't, I know sometimes the word intentional or with a purpose can sound a little scary to someone because it sounds like agenda. Do you have an agenda for me? Um, but I want to encourage you that Jesus absolutely had an agenda when he came to earth. He absolutely had a purpose. Um, I listed some scriptures there. Um, again, and those are all about Jesus saying his purpose. <laughs> he, he did not hide the fact that he had an agenda when he came to earth and was with his disciples. Um, he came to seek and save, which was lost. He did not come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Like, he was very open about that. Um, and so I don't think that that's bad to have a purpose. <laughs> Um, but if you're only intentional, then that person is a project. And that can't, that's not okay. That's, nobody likes that. And you can read that the minute. <laughs> I mean, you can smell it a mile off, can't you? When you feel like someone's a project, or when you feel like you are someone's project. Um, it's, so it's got to be this sweet combination of those things of relational individualized and intentional. Now, that's not like some magic thing that's really hard to attain. It's just those are good things to think about um, when you're thinking about discipleship. Um, those are good, like, baselines um, to have in our hearts and to be praying over. Am I being intentional? Um, am I being so intentional that I'm forgetting to be relational? <laughs> um yeah, anyway, I just wanted to say that those are the three basic structures. Um, and then I wanted to say what could, the question, what can hold us back? And these have held me back too. Um, what can hold us back from meeting with someone either who is older, who we want to learn from, or meeting with someone who we think, hey, maybe I could help them, maybe I could encourage them. And they would encourage me as we got together. Um, some things that can hold us back are unavailability and busyness. Um, pride and unteachability. That's a big one. Um, inadequacy. So sometimes inadequacy can be lack of faith that he could be faithful even through you. Now sometimes it can be, I, I really need some help. And maybe I, I could be seeking out 
how to do this better. So I don't want to just say all inadequacy is just lack of faith. That's, that's not true. Um, but it can have little roots in there. Um, another thing that can hold us back are inward eyes. Not looking out to see who you could encourage or learn from. Um, like so much self-focus that you're not aware of what the people around you or ignoring the spirit's promptings god might have been putting someone on your heart of i'd like to get together with that woman um, and encourage her or learn from her or just ask questions um, to not ignore those uh, and something else that can hold us back and this is it kind of gets into the inadequacy is never having formally been discipled by someone else now that I can relate to, because I've never been formally um, discipled by anybody, but I have had discipleship relationships like with Kristen, who I mentioned, or my mom, or my aunt. Um, those are all women who have poured into me without being like, let's meet once a week and we're going to go through this or anything like that. But man, have they helped me grow in my faith and love of Christ. Um, so I can relate to you on that. I'm not coming to you from a place of, oh, well, I've been discipled by three, you know, pastors or whoever. Um, I want to encourage you guys, don't let those things, those things that can hold us back, uh, hold you back from the blessing that is discipleship. It is a blessing to you and to others. Um, and then I just had something specifically for moms. Um, now I know not everyone here is mom, and this can relate to non-moms too. Um, I just want to encourage you. I, I'm early in motherhood. Um, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, but God has made it really clear that my kids are people I should be investing in. I, those are kind of everyday <laughs> in-my-face examples of people I should be investing in. Um, they were handpicked for me by someone who knows them intimately and knows me intimately. And that's true of any of your children. Um, they are, they should be your main focus. But I think it's healthy for us to keep asking the Lord to open our eyes to those around us who, might, who we might invest in. Um, there will always be a younger woman around who would benefit from being in your world, even like once a week or once every other week or something. Um, what a blessing to you, to the other person, and to your kids to grow up seeing a mom whose eyes were looking outward. I just, I think that that is such a huge blessing to everyone involved. <laughs> um, and obviously a blessing to the Lord. That is, that is a sweet way um, that you can be blessing his kingdom. Um, not only for your generation and and the woman that you maybe could be meeting with, but also the next generation. What a beautiful picture for your sons and daughters to see. Um, so, and that might be messy. I know Kayla had mentioned in your email thing about you've been in a lot of like messy homes, not messy homes, that's not what I meant, but like been invited in by moms into their into the mess, like not everything had to be perfect and their kids were not always well behaved all the time. But seeing these women mother and love Christ and do that together and have a heart for Kayla, 
that blessed Kayla, and I'm sure it blessed those kids. That blessed me with my mom. Um, I think as a kid, it maybe probably bugged me a little bit sometimes when the focus wasn't all on me. But what a good lesson for me that it wasn't, that it wasn't all about me and that my mom wanted to invest in other women, and that's something I could do too. Um, so I have some things for you to ponder. Um, just kind of as a close of this. Um, and this is mainly for you to ponder and talk to Jesus about. Yes, to maybe talk to others, um, maybe someone who knows you, um, who you could bounce some of these off, off of, but I really do want to ask that you guys would go to Jesus with these and ask him um, to be leading you in this. Um, some of these questions are, who has invested in your life and, uh, and your faith and how? Uh, are you praying and looking for someone to disciple? Do you feel like God has put someone on your heart? There might be someone already who you're like, oh, I know who it is. <laughs> um, what is holding you back from moving forward? Who could you talk to about what's holding you back? So not just dwelling on, oh, I just don't know what to do. But okay, maybe you don't know what to do. Who, who could you ask? Um, about what to do or what to, how to broach this topic. Um, and what's one step you could take to seek to obey Jesus in this area? Whether it's um, praying specifically about a person, whether it's asking him for bravery and asking an older woman, can I get some time with you and just ask some questions about how you have learned about Jesus or have walked through this part of your life, um, this, that could look like a bunch of different things. But I do want to challenge you. Guys, this is, this is the way all through scriptures that he continues his, his kingdom through generations. This is a beautiful thing that we get to be part of. And it's awesome. This is kingdom work. This isn't just like little piddly earth work this is forever work how exciting that we get to be part of this and so I do want to encourage you like no seriously what's a step you could take <laughs> um, in asking someone for help or seeking wisdom or just setting up a time with someone and getting to know them a little bit better and asking would you like to get together and help each other encourage each other in our walks with the Lord how awesome would that be? Can you imagine if someone asked you that question? How good that would feel? I think that would feel awesome. Um, so I, yeah, my main takeaway from this is for you to ask. Ask the Lord. What does he have next for you? Um, what is he putting on your heart? Um, yeah, and if you have any questions about that, please feel free to ask me or Katie or Laura. Sorry, I'm offering Kayla, <laughs> Shannon, um, feel free to ask these ladies, what can I be doing? What is a good next step? Um, yeah, because I know not everyone knows all the answers. I know none of us are like fully equipped, like, oh, I've got this. I've arrived, so I'm ready to pass this on to someone else. Um, but that's okay. That's the whole point. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just want to encourage you to be seeking the Lord in this 
and asking him what he has next for you. Um, so before we spend some time thinking about those, those questions and talking, um, I'm just going to pray for us and pray over this, and then Katie's going to come up. Um, yeah. Lord Jesus, um, thank you for this morning, and thank you, Lord, for discipleship. Thank you so much that we get to be part of your kingdom work, that we aren't just along for the ride, but that you let us be part of it, that we can be um, your hands and feet in each other's lives, um, pointing each other back to you, encouraging each other to grow deeper in you and to spread out our branches and reach out to others. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would be laying it on each one of these women, on their hearts, um, a next step for them, someone to talk to or invest in or ask questions of. Um, Lord Jesus, I do pray that this would be a group of women, that this would be a church that is discipling others for your glory, and that we would remember that it is about your glory and not our own adequacy or um, accomplishments or knowledge or abilities, but it is totally about who you are, um, who you've made us, and... Um, the spirit that you have put inside of us. Um, just like in Matthew 28, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, to you, to you, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, that it is your spirit living in us, that spirit that has all authority of he on heaven and earth, that we have a spirit leading us who knows much better than we do and can guide us in discipleship relationships. I do pray, Lord, that you would bless these women um, and that you would be guiding them in, in their lives, even today, in this area. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.